Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. Today I have Mr. Residential Real Estate, we'll call him. The man who knows what's going on in the residential rental for sale market in New York City. His name is Joe Kosum. He's a founder and a managing director at New York Multifamily, a division of Marcus and Miller Chap. Joey also had the title of One Cap, but One Cap is no longer really happening in New York, so he has to get out of the One Cap and change the Five Cap for the people who understand what Cap is. I don't know is. if it's Five Cap either right now. Great okay. to see you, Michael. Thank Great. you for having me. Let's talk about HSTPA, the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act. What, what it had on effect in 2019 and today. Well, Michael, you said it best. Uh, my name is, you know, the nickname is gone uh, after 2019 with the rent law that was passed uh, that really prohibits owners from uh, raising rents and also prohibits tenants uh, from getting quality housing because of uh, what was passed in that law. And uh, that law of 2019 was uh, uh, detrimental to the New York City housing market, uh, mainly because uh, property owners, where they have taxes and insurance and all different expenses going up, do no longer have the ability to um, increase rents, uh, increase income, and uh, rent uh, and rent their rent their properties. So uh, before there was a lot of incentives given, including MCIs, uh, major capital improvements to properties, uh, which that refers to, and uh, that was taken away. Now, uh, with regard to that, there was something called warehousing of apartments. Mm-hmm. Let's explain that. So a lot of the owners decided to hold the units offline uh, because the, the units required a lot of work. And in order to, uh, to um, bring the units up to code, um, they have to spend money. But there was no incentives given because they can no longer raise rents. Um, and with those rent laws caused a lot of uh, issues within, uh, within the organization. Uh, uh, and CHIP and RSA uh, has teamed up to... Uh, challenge those laws. And that's what's happening at the end of the month. We're going to hear f- about the Supreme Court case. If they're going Let's to talk up, a little yeah. bit about the Supreme Court case. What is their position on this? So it's uh, unconstitutional what's happened. It's a taking of property and uh, a private property. Um, so um, it was uh, in the district court in, the, uh, uh, in, in, New York, in New York, and it got uh, taken out, and uh, now is um, being tried in Supreme Court. We're hoping that it'll be picked up at the end of the month. Uh, we feel pretty positive because uh, there's been a lot of amicus briefs from the lobby groups uh, submitted on behalf of CHIP and RSA, more than ever in the history that we've ever seen before the Supreme Court. We're getting a lot of national support. So we think that th- there's th- uh, this Supreme Court has the best chance of uh, getting this through, and uh, you know we'll see what happens at the end of the month. I'm getting a lot of calls from owners saying that I want to buy rent-stabilized buildings again because of the hope that things will change. It, it moved too far, and uh, it's time things have to change. So where, where are we in the sales cycle today? Um, it's no longer one caps. Uh, there's property selling. Um, it, uh, it's uh, Unfortunately, a lot of owners uh, got hurt from the rent laws. Uh, obviously, there were some uh, impacts during COVID, and then interest rates, right? Interest rates are the biggest topic uh, besides the rent laws in New York City as it relates to multifamily buildings because a lot of those debt maturities have now uh, uh, expired uh, or coming due, and where rates were three and a quarter, three and a half, now you're north of 6%. So that has a big impact in values, and owners have a lot of tough decisions to make in terms of 
what to do with their properties because it requires more capital to be invested in the property uh, in order to keep it afloat. And that's, you know, cash and refis and, uh, and, and it's obviously impacting values. So we're seeing that firsthand and owners are coming to us uh, for advice and what they could do to get out uh, now before their loan comes due. So what are you recommending in these difficult days? Every situation's a little different. Um, some of these lenders are a little bit more aggressive than others. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously some of the lenders also disappeared. And that's also made it challenging uh, in the market for property owners uh, in terms of moving forward on refinances and acquisitions. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. So foreign buyers, you have a lot of capital coming in, new capital coming in. You know, everyone that fled New York uh, it can't, is coming back. And we're seeing a lot more capital coming in from uh, the uh, owners that went into the garden-style southeast markets and into those type of assets. Right, everybody was abandoning yeah. New York City, going to the Midwest yeah. and the South. And, and, now, and now New York looking great with the rent growth, you know, over 6%. Um, you know, things feel better. The energy's here. People are back to the office for the most part. You know, maybe not Mondays and every Friday, uh, but you feel Midtown's different and uh, it feels better. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of foreign capital come in, seeing New York as an opportunity. And we're seeing uh, other groups as well. When we were talking the other day, you mentioned there's concessions. Surprising. Not in all markets. And it's, you know, it's coming out of a hot summer months, uh, but you're starting to see it a, a little bit. Uh, however, um, you know, it got so inflated, um, so it had to cool off a little bit, but um, occupancy and, and rents are still high. Now, what's happening with note sales by the banks? It's happening, and that's, you know, what's being done right now with the signature loan sales is going to have a big impact on the market, and uh, that just is getting launched next week. Okay, besides Signature, what about the other banks who just want to get out of some of these deals because they can't work we're seeing at them the take, higher Yeah, we're, see, we're seeing them take hits. Uh, we just uh, sold a, a deal for a, a, a borrower um, who the lender worked with them to, to make it happen. So we're starting to see that happen across the board. Which boroughs uh, are Manhattan's still the leader, especially yeah, since Brooklyn, Edgar Malkin? Yeah, but Brooklyn is uh, still strong, especially Williamsburg and other, you know, Brooklyn Heights, Dumbo. You know, you're still seeing strong rents and strong uh, growth there and uh, a lot of trades. Listen, volume's down 70% this year, Um, but there is more action today, and we're getting a lot of deals done with assumable debt, seller financing, um, and that's been, you know, kind of uh, increasing the activity of the What about the private equity firms? They're back. Uh, the institutional money on the larger deals that dried up, but it's starting. They're starting to look again. The biggest thing is the political risks of New York, 
Uh, and that's why a lot of people left. But now it's starting to come back because they're with hope that things will get better. What's your thoughts about the conversion of office buildings into residential? It's happening, but they don't all work, right? So, you, you know, you have a lot of office building owners uh, that have experiencing a lot of vacancy, and their alternative is to try to reposition the assets. You see a lot of these hotels, you know, how people are making money today, pivoting into, you know, uh, shelters, and you're seeing that as a play out in New York City right now. And uh, I have a lot of clients that have been executing on those strategies. So well. do you say a number of people who are buying are buying specifically to put migrants in into shelters? Um, I don't know if they're buying specifically, but there are a bunch of you know contracts that are being uh, made to those type of owners that have those type of properties. Now, what's happening with the mixed-use buildings with retail down in the bottom and residential? Sure, retail seems a, a, a bit stronger than it was about a year ago. Um, you know, those you know Madison Avenue high uh, retail rent corridors are you know you're not getting quite that pricing, but retail. Retail rents have come back, and retail has come back, especially service-oriented retail. Now, some of the big names like Blackstone have really shedded some of the assets. Yeah, so that wasn't due to rent laws. That was just due to aggressive underwriting and assumptions that were made a couple years ago when Blackstone bought a very large portfolio for about $800-plus million, uh, which unfortunately uh, they have to let go of, and the bank uh, and now worked out a deal with a new, uh, new buyer. Um, and uh, they had to, you know, just take a take a little bit of a haircut, and you know, you see that go down, and that was really due to where rates are today, right? So their rates back then were in the mid threes, and now you're mid sixes, and you're not going to be able to justify the underwriting. But new capital could come in and start fresh, and that's what's happening. Are you seeing? Um New lenders who might be going into the market, certainly the Asian lenders <coughs> who were never in the market, are, are financing properties. You're today. seeing that, and you're also seeing agency uh, loans get done in New York City, which you didn't see a lot of, but they've been the most aggressive, uh, Fannie and Freddie. Uh, and then you're starting to see some alternative lenders and some uh, owners that have become lenders uh, you're seeing as well. Um, so it's a, you know it's not just the local savings banks anymore, but they are still players. And what are rates these days? You know, uh, around six percent, depending and on how much retail. I mean, uh, you know, I got quote high fives for agency loan recently on a deal that we're selling in the city. Um, you know, we're selling a portfolio for a hundred million dollars that has assumable debt at four and a half percent interest only. We're selling another portfolio with three and a half percent. So that. It looks attractive today, um, but you know a lot of owners, uh, buyers are looking at that as, okay, I have four years, where are rates going to be? Can you tell me, Michael? <laughs> I, I, I don't have my crystal apple here. Like where I is it? To, I have to have it on the TV show over here. So, in, in, so where would you see the market in six months? I mean, it's predicated uh, on the Supreme yeah. Court case is one of the major things. That, where rates go, which I think we're going to see a slight uh, increase again, uh, but then things should calm down. I think it gets a little worse before it gets better. Okay. I'd like to thank Joey Cosum, otherwise known as Joey One Cap, yep. but he's going to get new hats because it's the Joey the Six one. Cap. Yeah. Thanks for being here today on thank the Thank you for having Report. me. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC.